Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get back to the show, I just want to say how much we have loved bringing you shows like Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches or the new Earth Rangers Underground podcast. And especially the new episodes in the Six Minutes feed, the ones about the Cyrus Lost Tapes. And this is when I need to say a big thank you to all our GZM subscribers. Your support makes independent audio like this possible. If you're not a GZM subscriber yet, right now is the time to join for ad-free listening, early access, and more. Show your support and learn more at gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Help us bring you more great shows by becoming a subscriber today. And thank you. Jojo is a boo-boo, Jojo is a boo-boo, Jojo is a boo-boo, Jojo is a boo-boo. <laughs> First of all, hi and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. My name is Jonathan Messenger. No, your name is Jojo the boo-boo. The boo-boo? I thought I was Jojo the no-no. No, 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 Jonathan. Today you're a boo-boo. And do you know why? No, I definitely do not know why. Because in Mandarin Chinese, boo means no. Well, first of all, I don't know if that's an exact translation. And second of all, why would you be saying it in Chinese? Because we got this awesome, amazing submission from three kids, Paige, Kai, and Finn, who sang a bebop chant in Chinese. Let's play it. Bebop is the Bebop is the Jonathan Ting Hao. That's a Bebop. Hen Hao. Wow. That was incredible. See, I told you. I have no idea what they were saying. Me neither, but I'm pretty sure they were saying. Bebop rules and Jojo is a boo-boo. Okay, well, I don't think I heard that part, but that is amazing. Thank you so much to Paige, Kai, and Finn for that amazing song. Now, let's get into the episode, shall we? If you remember what happened in the last episode, we went to the future, to our current timeline, to see how the other explorers were handling Finn's absence. Now, we go back to see what's happening with Finn and if you remember what happened two episodes ago, Captain Caspian had heard Finn, but thought it was maybe Juliana talking, and it seemed like Finn was starting to solidify in the past. And there was a danger, of course, that he may get stuck there forever. So let's go back to that time period in the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, Season 6, Episode 7, Super Bouncy Ball, Take 2.
heard me? Said Finn. Of course I did. Captain Caspian stopped and turned around. So you can hear me but not see me? Said Finn. I can see you just fine, Juliana. Said Captain Caspian. But why did your lips not move when you spoke? Um, said Juliana. Because I've been practicing my ventriloquism? You know, like when you have a dummy on your lap and you make the dummy talk, but your lips don't move. So then it looks like the dummy is talking? Yes, I know what ventriloquism is, Juliana, said Captain Caspian, staring apprehensively at her. I don't know what's going on here, Juliana, but I think there's something you're not telling me. Juliana said nothing and just stared at the floor. Okay, said Captain Caspian. If you're such a good ventriloquist, say peanut butter watermelon without moving your lips. You know, it's funny when you think about it, said Juliana. Ventriloquism is a really fancy word for talking with a dummy. They should just call it mm, dummy talking. Captain Caspian didn't say anything and folded her arms, waiting for Juliana to demonstrate her ventriloquism abilities. Okay, fine said Juliana. What did you want me to say again? Peanut butter watermelon, said Captain Caspian. And don't move your lips. Okay, here goes, said Juliana. Peanut butter watermelon. Juliana did her best not to move her lips, but Captain Caspian didn't look convinced. She could hardly keep herself from laughing. That was terrible said the captain. That wasn't ventriloquism, that was muttering. Okay, let me try again, let me try again, said Juliana. She held her lips as still as possible. And this time, Captain Caspian couldn't stop herself from laughing. (laughs) Okay, Juliana, it's pretty obvious. You can't... Peanut butter watermelon, said Finn. Juliana froze. So did Captain Caspian. Do that again said the captain. Juliana didn't move. Peanut butter watermelon, said Finn. Ventriloquism is easy. Captain Caspian was astonished. She had heard the words, and Juliana's lips hadn't moved. Okay, said the captain. I don't know what's happening anymore. Can that ball of seaweed actually talk, or was that more of your ventriloquism? That is totally real said Juliana. I'm sorry I didn't come out and tell you about it beforehand. I must be really tired and I thought you might be mad at me and can I can I just take the plant face ball into my compartment? That way it's out of sight and no one gets worried about an alien being on the space station and I and plant face are out of your hair. Fine, said Captain Caspian. Please keep it hidden and don't let anyone know it's here. I have to go check on the battery and then maybe lie down for a bit. Who would have thought captaining a space station would be so weird? Captain Caspian left, and Juliana bent down and picked up Plantface. Quick thinking, said Juliana to Finn, pretending to be my ventriloquism dummy. Technically, I think you were my dummy, said Finn. I think no matter what, you're the dummy, said Juliana. Juliana opened her compartment door and carried the plant face ball inside. So, how are we going to get me back? said Finn. 
Oh, said Juliana. You want to go back? Well, yeah, said Finn. I mean, I like you, and that underwater adventure was fun, but I miss my friends. And I miss the Isabel Caspian who is my mom, not the one who thinks I'm some ventriloquist. Dummy, said Juliana. Ventriloquist dummy. Anyway, I get it. But I think there's one more thing you're supposed to do before you go. And then you are released. One more thing, said Finn. What is it? Come on, said Juliana. She rolled plant face under her bed and led Finn out of her compartment. They made their way to the map room. Here, back in his own time, Finn had spent hours looking at the maps of the cosmos. Distant galaxies, constellations no humans but the Marlowe explorers could ever see. But when he turned on the projector, all he saw was the galaxy right in front of them. He tried to plug in other coordinates, but it was just empty space. Oh, right, said Finn. You haven't spent years charting the galaxies yet. Nope, said Juliana. And right now, all we really care about is this planet right here. Juliana called up the galaxy again. On the far end was Plant Face's home. But closer to the Marlowe's current coordinates, nearly on the other side of the galaxy's sun, was an orange planet. Finn had a hard time looking at it. He couldn't quite explain, but something was wrong. Uh, I think maybe the map room projector is broken, said Finn. It looks like that planet is wobbling. It's not the tech, said Juliana. It's the planet. Finn was shocked. He looked at the planet again and, sure enough, it wasn't completely spherical. It wasn't a ball. It was shaped more like an egg. Or it was sometimes. It wobbled back and forth from a ball to an egg to a ball to an egg. And actually, when it was an egg, it looked like there was something giant inside of it trying to get out. It's weird, right? Said Juliana. It's like an egg and there's something giant inside trying to get out. Can you bend time and read minds? Said Finn. <laughs> no, said Juliana. I've just spent a lot of time staring at this planet and this planet is why I brought you back. Finn looked at Juliana. Wait, I thought you brought me back because of the battery and the ice, he said. Not exactly, said Juliana. I knew you would be good at that, but I need you specifically to help me with that planet. Let me show you. Juliana and Finn left the map room and began winding their way down the hallway. Back when I had my vision of you in the Great Hall, the one I told you about, I had another vision too, said Juliana. The Marlow was in incredible danger, much worse than with the battery. We were orbiting a planet, and that planet was trying to attack us. It was pushing us and pulling us with some sort of magnet, and I could see that I was going to be able to save us, but I wasn't doing it alone. I needed someone's help. I think that help was you. The two had arrived at the Explorer Pods. Okay, said Finn. So we're headed down there to do what we have to do. I'm fine with that, but your dad is going to go nuts when you steal another Explorer Pod. 
And that's why you have to go alone and I'm going to stay here, said Juliana. Cool? What? said Finn. No, that's not cool. That's insane. I can't go alone. Of course you can, said Juliana. Besides, that's how it was in my vision. I was alone getting advice from somebody on the planet, and I think that somebody was you. This breaks every rule of the explorer's troops, said Finn. We're supposed to stick together no matter what. Well, I've got good news for you then, said Juliana. Explorer's troops haven't been invented yet, so the rules haven't been written yet. After some more arguing, Finn finally agreed. Truth be told, he was glad to get off the Marlow. He was afraid that eventually his mother would see him, and then who knows what would happen. Okay, said Finn, as he readied the pod to leave. I've never been much of a pilot, but I guess I could land this pod on a wobbly planet. What could go wrong? That's the spirit, Juliana laughed, and Finn closed the hatch. dialed in the coordinates, and pushed the pod gently away from the Marlow. As he coasted down toward the planet, he tuned into the Marlow's communications. He could hear the adults losing their minds, trying to figure out how an explorer pod was self-piloting away from the space station and toward the planet. Finn would have been proud if he'd meant it to be a prank, but really, he knew he was just making life harder for his mother. He hoped Juliana was right. He hoped this helped. As Finn got closer to the planet, all hopes that there was something wrong with the map room were dashed. There, ahead of him, was the orange ball. No, egg. No, ball. No, egg. No, oval. Nope, ball, egg, ball, oval. It was like watching a ball of jello dance. He had been joking on the space station, but he really had no idea how he was going to land on such a strange, changing surface. Careful now, Finn, Juliana said through the communications. You're going to have to time it just right. Great advice, said Finn. I'll just do that. Time my landing on a randomly changing planet perfectly. Thanks. Also, can everybody else hear me when I talk to you? No, said Juliana. I'm only talking directly to your helmet, not through the pod's communication system. Oh, good idea, said Finn. Okay, here we go. Finn eased the pod down. Almost, he said. The planet changed to a ball. Almost. The planet changed to an egg. Almost. Back to a ball. Here we go. To an egg. And touchdown, said Finn. The planet changed to a ball and bounced Finn's explorer pod off of its rubbery surface. Ah! Shouted Finn as the explorer pod tumbled like a tennis ball spinning away. The planet switched to an egg and Finn bounced off of it again. Just land it, Finn, yelled Juliana. Oh, okay, said Finn. That's what I forgot to do. I forgot to land it. Thanks. Finn bounced another 15 times on the rubbery surface before the pod rolled to a stop. Okay, said Finn. 
I'm here, I've landed, and I'm alive. Good, said Juliana. Totally professional landing. So now what, said Finn. Well, I don't know, said Juliana. We have about three hours before the Marlow comes into contact with that planet, which is when things really get bad in the vision I had. So you have that much time to figure out who lives there and why they may not want the Marlow around. Okay, said Finn, but I think I figured it out already. Why, said Juliana. Finn looked out the Explorer Pod window. A giant cannon was facing him. Uh, because of the giant cannon? The Explorer Pod shot through the air and landed right on the mouth of the cannon. Actually, it's not a cannon, it's a magnet, said Finn. It's like a really powerful magnet, and now I'm stuck to it. Uh-oh, said Juliana. Look out the window. Do you see anything else? Finn stuck up his head and peered out. Yes, said Finn. I see roughly 95 other magnet cannons. All right, I am here with my son and editor making a triumphant return to the podcast. It is young Griffin Messenger. Say hi to everybody, Griff. Hi, hi. Hello. <laughs> that was a big uh, wind up for that dab on the hello. Yep. All right. So, Griff, what did you think of that episode? Awesome. Awesome. What did you like about it? Mm, I just liked the entire thing. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I want to say thank you to you because I had started working on that story last week. It was your advice to scrap it and go the other direction. Yeah. Which gave me more time to develop this week's story. So I really appreciate that. Yep. Uh, what do you think is going on with that planet? I feel like it's Staffbrite's egg or something. You think Staffbrite's going to burst out of it? Yeah. That's an interesting theory. And actually a very good theory that I wish I had thought of. <laughs> 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 but I think Saffrite maybe had been around for a long time. Because remember, Saffrite had eaten something like 27 planets or something like that. So Yeah, but I bet she or he could have eaten that in about maybe like 10 days. Oh, okay. All right. Well, who knows? Maybe we'll... Also, wasn't it a couple of years afterward that they visited Saffrite? Oh, it was a long time afterward. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, hey, that's... Some interesting food for thought that maybe we can work on for next episode. Mm -hmm. But then who are, what or what are the big magnet cannons? I don't know. I feel like they're, I feel like they're not aliens or they're just a, a tool alien, the aliens use. Yeah. The aliens that were in the prologue trying to get rid of the Marlow, right? Right. So you think that the magnet cannons could be the aliens themselves? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Do you have any questions? I don't think so. All right, then what time is it? Jart time. Jart time? <laughs> is that joke and art? Yep. <laughs> All right, let's do some jokes and let's do some art. <laughs> All right, today we want to say thank you to Austin and Jonas from Bend, Oregon, Aiden, who's seven from Memphis, Oscar, who's seven, and Anita, who's four from Portland, Oregon, Ramona, who's eight from Indianapolis, Indiana, Ren, who's six, River from Oakland, California, who's four years old, Cameron, who's five, from Seattle, Washington. Lucy, who's nine. And Claire, who's five, from Vernonia, Oregon. Annabelle, who's seven, from Beijing, China. 
Xander, who's five, our pal Eli, Ren, who's seven from Ontario, Canada, Malena, who's eight from Oakland, California, Owen from Oakdale, Connecticut, and our pals Arav, Kanov, and Ved. Thank you all so much. And let's get right into the joke. This comes from our friend Eva Grace. Hi, I'm Eva Grace. This is my joke. Why did Minnie Mouse go to the space station? Because he wanted to visit Pluto! <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much, Eva Grace. All right, thank you everybody so much for all those awesome jokes. Thank you for all that awesome art. Griffin, anything else you want to say to anybody? Um, I don't believe so. All right, well then without further ado... Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye, everybody. All right, thanks again for coming back and having so much fun with us this week. Thank you to Paige, Kai, and Finn for the song at the beginning of the show. Thank you to our pal Ramona and her brother Miles from Indianapolis, Indiana for the sound of the magnet cannon. If you have a sound you want to send us, if you have a song you want to send us, if you have an idea you want to send us, email us at earth at fincastme.com. I always love to get your ideas. The Alien Adventures of Fincastme is a Gen Z kids production written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger, with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. Emerson Messenger is our intern. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, recently voted the nicest human in the multiverse. Our cover art is by Sir Ian Dingman. And for more great podcasts for the whole family, go to bestrobotever.com. To support us making this show and more podcasts for your whole family, go to patreon.com slash fincaspian. And that's it for this week, so we will see you next week! Jojo is a no-no. Jojo is a boo-boo. Jojo is a no-no. Jojo is a boo-boo. No-no. Boo-boo. No-no. Boo-boo. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today. Hey, it's Jess. Did you know that GZM Shows has a YouTube channel? Right now, all of Six Minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, GZM Beats, and Cupid and the Reaper are up. And they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. They have this fun audio waveform visual. And best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM Shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM Shows on YouTube.